This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Well, as you know, I hurt my back this mm-hmm. week, and it wasn't because of a sports injury. It was because I picked up a pot that was too heavy, a pan that was too heavy too quickly. <laughs> that's, the, you know, that's one of the first ways. That and eyesight is the first way that your body tells you. <laughs> like, it happens overnight, and it happens suddenly. It's like, all of a sudden, everything is hazy. And now you cannot lift a teaspoon without making sure you have your balance just right and there's no one next to you to tip you over. (laughs) I actually get worked up in my kitchen, around my kitchen island. If if my family's walking around, I get worked up because I feel like they're going to knock me over. And I'm just so afraid of yet another injury that I, I'm like, okay, everybody out of my kitchen. When I'm in my kitchen, nobody's in my kitchen. Walk out. And it's an open kitchen. So I'm just tending them on the, to the other side of the counter. But I want them out of my way because I'm so fucking afraid that I'm going to tip over and fall. Is it because your husband is so tall? <laughs> He is tall. I have two dogs that have zero boundary. They are like, if I if I hit them, they don't even feel it. So they, I'll just walk over them and tip over and fall over them. I'm like, my entire left side is injury prone. And I'm always afraid that I'm going to knock my knee against a, a, a counter door or a drawer or something like that. And I'm going to trip over the smallest of things in the living room. You know where the tile and the carpet end and then that that little strip, that strip, that is a fucking strip that is out to get me. Okay. All right. Well, now I don't feel as bad admitting to everybody that I hurt my back with a cast iron pan. So because you are. At least it was cast iron and not like. Not like that with very lightweight melamine. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. It was at least a, it was a you know, and there was food in it, so mm, it's not like it was go. just it. So it was heavy. totally weak. <laughs> uh, um, speaking of food and mm. kitchens, but how uh, does your back feel now? Oh, it it feels fine now. It feels yeah, fine, okay. and you know why it feels fine because I used a cream mm-hmm. that my 67 and 63 mm-hmm. year old in-laws use mm-hmm. and it really helped and it's mm-hmm. i what what can i say it's time for a life alert it's, it's, what can i say okay i'm, I'm quickly approaching Wait, what, what, is life. it something that they have been using uh, it's something that they use in pakistan and they're using it here because that's what my mom comes with she no, comes so- with all of the muscle muscle relaxing ailment medication from india now, I will say it is not a South Asian product, uh-huh. but I believe that it is like an upgraded version in the West of the same product. It's from- Oh, um, Tiger Balm. No, it's not Tiger Balm. It's it's uh, it's an Arnica cream. Oh, so, you okay. know, Arnica is like really yeah. big in South Asia. We use yeah. that in so yeah. much stuff. Yeah. So yeah. 
that it's that that's what it is. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. my mother comes with um, Iodex. I don't know if we get Iodex here, but I know it's it's really famous in India. Iodex, mm-hmm. Wicks Vapor Rub. She she needs a bottle of Iodex Wicks Vapor Rub, and you know Tiger Bomb. It's all like an assortment, and she'll pick and choose. Sometimes she'll do a combo. <laughs> At the end of the day, she'll get it just right so she can get pain relief. The interesting thing about Tiger Bomb is that it can make my headache go away and also induce a headache for me because my mom used to use it so much on me when I was growing up. Was that I used to get a lot of migraines like in my teens. Uh-huh. Yeah. And my mom would give me massages with Tiger Bomb and it really yeah. helped. But later on in my life, I would smell it and I'd be like, oh no, I have a headache because yes. it like reminded me of the yeah. headache. Yeah. Yeah. It happens to me with Tiger Bomb too. And mm. it's something that where your brain is brain associates that with pain and all of a sudden now you start feeling the pain yeah exactly Ugh. exactly Ugh. um okay well like i was saying earlier it's the, the geriatric show, it's the geriatric episode here it, it, <laughs> talking about a, pain <laughs> yes we are talking about pain there was this is the geriatric episode potomac featured a geriatric fight and family the karma <laughs> family karma featured a geriatric cook-off now I want to talk about family karma first because I am annoyed with that with the the women with one particular two particular people on this show. Okay. Um. So family Be careful. karma. There's one person who is very upset. With there you is one person who wrote us the longest, the longest Apple iTunes review I think anybody has ever left us. It was lengthy, and groom's they mother. dared. It's first definitely of all, definitely a groom's mother. Definitely a groom's mother, and Arthi. They dared to call you the dumb one. Yeah. First, they said the dumb one, and I was like, obviously, they're talking about me. And then they continued to talk about the dumb one. I was like, the person with four whole, do- the person with a doctorate, the the person with a PhD from fucking that has Anthony, nothing to do with Doctor Fauci <laughs> has nothing to do with my expertise on in on uh, you know housewives which by the way i should have a phd on that too in that you should you probably do it's an honorary like oh okay yeah yeah but it was it was a very very serious very um upset email um message it was such an it was an it It wasn't wasn't a review right it wasn't it was an apple itunes review it wasn't even like a direct message you know i feel like if we had a website they would leave us that message on our website yeah but we don't have one because i don't Mm -hmm. i don't have one um anyway we have to be very careful because people are really upset that we are so supportive of lopa um but you know what this episode further solidified that i will be team anybody but reshma me too. Literally. Anybody but Reshma, anybody but Vishal. Like, I see how Reshma is handling this fight, and I see how Vishal is even, like, crawling up his mother's butt, and mm-hmm. I understand why he had such a poor reaction with uh, and, and dealt so poorly with Dylan and Sean last season. Mm-hmm. Like, it's these, exactly the same. You're right. It is... It the is kind of reaction. Wild. Yeah. So we'll get to the fight. I think what's what was really fun this episode was this auntie uncle cook off. Ooh. Yeah. I loved all all the foods. 
Yeah, I was so happy to see them showing all of them cooking it too. So there was yeah. like, it was almost like little mini snippets of how each item was made. Yes. And what it is. And it was so good. And which, which one would you have voted for? I would have probably voted for the Kanbi too, only and only for the reasons that Lavina said. It's so fucking hard to make for a non-Gujarati. It's so hard to make. You have to get the temperature and the texture just right, and you don't get it. It's like um, if I made idlis, right? Idlis uh-huh. are rice cakes that we make. Yeah. Idlis are those. Those those are like typical South Indian food. Yeah. I can guarantee you. That even if you followed my recipe to the T, you still would not yeah. make something similar to mine. Because there's something about making it all the time yeah. that I don't even have to think about the temperature of the pan or anything when I'm making it because I just know. Yeah, yeah. But exactly. for somebody who's starting out, it would be super hard to make. I think I think Kandavi is also what she was making last season when yes. we were we were at their house and, and she, think, yeah and yeah. she kept talking about her mother-in-law to yeah. the point where I thought maybe her mother like even the price she said oh my mother-in-law would love this and I was like is that a dig against the gift because it is <laughs> yes. it is such a chachki that she's like I'm going to give this to my I'm going to re-gift it to my mother-in-law yeah. or was it uh, was it her saying that the kanvi was actually made by her mother-in-law <laughs> Yes, thank you. I was like, which one is it? But I did feel like it was initially when she said, Oh, my mother in law is gonna love this. I was like, You're you're just handing it off. You're handing it off to a person it's in the house. Be gifted. To one of the statues. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. Um I also liked uh I I did I think I would have also enjoyed um I don't Raj's, know what did, what did Raj make? Raj's paneer koftes. Yes, that would have been so awesome. Too. I love cheese and I love a vada pav. Oh, that vada is pav what, is really good. Yes, yeah. She called it pav vada, but we call it vada pav, and that's how yes. it is in Bombay. We call it, but we, we call it uh, pav vada too. Pav vada like, too. Oh, yeah, wow. in the north. Well, in the north, because we just call it whatever North Indians call it. Yeah, but it's a it's a Marathi and Gujarati dish, so yeah. it's like Maharashtra, Western Maryland, Western Maryland, Western <laughs> in, India is where um, they make it, and that's like breakfast food. And I've been having a vada pav almost every day for the past three days. Oh God, is now they? It's a it's a basically a potato cake inside of there, right? Like a potato yeah, it is like omelet. a yeah. It's if you take if you take potatoes, boil it, mash it up with a bunch of spices. Dip, make into balls, dip it into batter, fry that, and then put it as the burger in a burger. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. I also oh, enjoy yum, a pav bhaji. Pav bhaji is also Which good. is like yeah. a slappy Joe version of that same yes. thing. Oh, God. No, but that has beans. That has garbanzo right. beans and oh, all that. Mind. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. It's, it doesn't have potato. It has some potato, but not a lot. That's not the a potato. The ones I've though. had have had potatoes in it. It's oh, been wow. very potato forward at somebody's uh, house. Uh, yeah, no, it's supposed to be uh, garbanzo bean mm. form, but more like chole. Mm-hmm. God. Mm. Yeah. Um, you know, Lavina was saying that the biryani was really good. Now, as a Pakistani slash North Indian, mm-hmm. I know that they're Sindhi, right? Yeah. yeah. Which obviously Sindh is a part of Pakistan. Right. Sindhis come from the Pakistan. state of Sindh, yeah. which, used to, which, you, which used to be India, now is Pakistan. And yeah. so... 
And Cindy Biryani is a thing for yes. sure in Pakistan. Yes. yes, even in India, it's the same thing. So you have However, a Punjabi biryani and then you have Sindhi biryani. Which and is then there's also Hyderabadi biryani. Hyderabadi biryani, yes. It's all different. Uh, now, I've, I believe that Lavinanti's biryani is probably delicious. Mm-hmm. But she was putting some stuff on top of it that I was like, why are you putting, why are you putting almonds on top of your biryani? What's <laughs> going on here? We don't need yeah. to add those things. That was bothering me. But I'm sure it is good because it's her specialty and she seems like such a lovely person. Mm-hmm. Okay, just a couple of other pointers. Like this is my mother-in-law coming in. The rice that she was like layering in it yeah. looked a little overcooked. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it didn't look dry and separate. And it felt yeah. like she used jasmine instead of basmati. Oh my Does God. that make sense? Yes. 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 Absolutely. I was like, why are we using short grain? What yes. is going on here? Why is your rice so starchy? Yes. <laughs> and I think that she got second or I guess first runner up. Yes. Yes. I think she got that because she was hosting the party. I think so too. But I don't think that it was actually that good. Who was, who was, uh, who, who was the second runner up? Oh, it was Bali's mom. Oh, Bali's mom. That would have been a great dish too. But there was an Indonesian yeah, salad kind of thing. There was Ooh. like an Indonesian salad and then like a coconut curry. Ooh, and the presentation was amazing. And then Bali talks about how her mom loves to cook but refuses to use the exhaust fan. So then instead she'll say, I'm going to use a candle. And then <laughs> at the end of the day, Bali smells like fried onions. <laughs> And vanilla. And I was like, oh my God. That is us. <laughs> I can smell it. I can yes. literally yes. smell that. Yes. Oh my God. I, there are times when that's why I have to cook and then I have to go take a shower. If I, I can I don't cook before I go to work because no. anything I cook, it's gonna have spices and smell. So if even if I've taken a shower, I'll be like jasmine and lavender with some with some onion garlic. Yes. And get a masala smell all the so, time. So you know how in my house my mudroom is close to my kitchen? Yes. Where we have all of our jackets hung uh-huh. up. So even though we have a door between our mudroom and the kitchen, usually that door is open. Just for easy oh, access for the kids to yeah, move around. Jackets probably smell of food. The jackets Okay, and then lately, my mother-in-law, because the weather's been kind of rainy, she's mm-hmm. been making pakoras every day around 4 or 5 o'clock. And then I mm-hmm. get the kids into their jackets to take them to an after-school activity. Yeah. We are the pakora family, okay? <laughs> we are smelling like pakoras the whole ride there. And we are breezing. okay? We are doing the part we are breezing, but it is too strong. <laughs> It's too strong. You it's, cannot. It's the equivalent of the fried chicken smell. That it, it, anything fried will always stink, right? But so. pakora, especially, it feels it's, like between yeah. like the you know the the flour that you use has like a, a particular smell. You right, have onions in there. You have all these spices in there. Right, the oil itself. Yeah, <laughs> I think a fried chicken is the closest I can think of that has that has an ability to stick to your in American food. I don't know yeah. anything else that can stick the smell. Mostly because there's no spices <laughs> to yeah, most of the food. True. That's why. Because like fried chicken is like the one super actually seasoned dish yes. in American yes. cuisine. Yeah. Maybe that's yeah. why. But yeah. I couldn't think of anything of like that and maybe mustard. Mustard can have a little bit of a smell, but yeah. Like hot dogs and mustard. But uh, again, I don't think that sticks to your clothes. It doesn't stick. Our food is the only one that like 
really, really lingers and clings. <laughs> and then it, it like pulls out all of the lingering smells in our like genetics. Uh-huh. And I feel like. <laughs> Heightens it. Yeah. It like really highlights, you know, adds on the masala notes in mm-hmm. our existence. Like if you washed your hair, it, like I washed my hair today. Mm-hmm. And it was such a bad idea because I, <laughs> the pakoras were cu- made. So now my hair smells like pakoras. <laughs> Do you know what kogina is? Fugina? Kogina. Kogina? No. What no, is that? Kogina is like a type of egg dish. Uh-huh. It's just eggs. It's just, it's it's basically just like an egg omelet, but uh-huh. it's just an omelet, but you make it by frying onions first. And oh. then you mix up the eggs and put it on top of the fried onions. Oh. And it is delicious, okay? A kogina omelet with like paratha is so good. However, you are frying, you are caramelizing onions, okay? First thing in the morning. First thing in the morning. Okay, so all the windows of the house have to be open. <laughs> I know, and uh, so when when the, the when that is made, you are not going anywhere else. You're I didn't understand what um, Anisha's mom made. I didn't understand what she made. Oh, yeah, she said it was a South Indian dish. So I didn't understand. But she said something about what did she call it? Bean hoppers, grasshoppers. Yeah, something like hoppers, and I don't know what you made. <laughs> I, I looked at it. I asking. thought it was like tamarind rice. Yeah, it looked. I thought really it was cool. like polio, we call it poliogre, and that's um, tamarind rice. So it's like a bit sour, sweet and sour rice. I thought that's what it was. It looked like it, but then she called it something else, and I was like, I don't know what that is. Yeah, what did she call it? She called it <sighs> string hoppers. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Okay, it says it's uh, idiapum. Idiapum. Okay. Okay. Is that it's right? Like very fine noodles, yes. Yeah, it looks like yes. rice noodles that you fry. Yeah, it is rice noodles, but it's like very fine rice noodles. Okay. Okay. All right. And All right. she made she it with tamarind, out. which is why it was brown. Okay. okay. It makes sense. All right. Checks now out. it makes sense. But the way she said uh, rice hopper. Spring, spring hoppers. Spring hoppers. I've never heard it being called that ever. Yeah. It doesn't even make sense. But idi yeah. them, yes. All right, fine. Chitra will allow you to represent the South Indian community on the <laughs> television show because the rest of them are North Indian. Yeah. Um, okay, so this auntie fight. Reshma is so fucking delusional, is she not? Mm-hmm. My God. So first she shows up and she ignores Dharma. Mm-hmm. And Dharma's like, okay, I'm going to politely like not even address it. Then she makes Kishore... Mm-hmm. Stand up and say, if we ignored anybody at the wedding, we apologize. Yeah. Which is like another shady move. Yes. And then Chitra is like, okay, let's just like hash it out. And Dharma's like, I have nothing to say. Yeah. And Reshma says, well, Chitra's like, first of all, she's like, okay, are you guys okay? Chitra is like so channeling Anisha in that moment. Yes. Like, okay, yes. I am supposed to start this fight. I'm supposed to bring it in. And how do I do that? And she's like, at one point, she's like, if they don't get along, I like them both. What am I supposed to do? Make Force them to get together? And that's what she does in the very next instant. She's like, oh, do you guys want to talk to each other? Yes. Yes. <laughs> and so Dharma says, there's nothing for us to talk about. Yeah. And Reshma says, well, 
she's the one that is going around talking behind my back. Yeah. And Dharma's like, I'm not talking behind your back. I just don't talk to you. Yeah. So we don't have anything to talk about. I, you don't yeah. talk to me. Why yeah. am I going to go talking behind your back when you ignored me at my at your son's yeah. wedding? Yeah. And this is when Reshma gets up, gets in Dharma's face, starts yeah. to like get in her face when Dharma's like, I don't want to talk to you. And then she's like, you're using your son as a messenger and you're sending a message through all these people. And it's like so – it's like Reshma and Vishal both really think that they are more important than they really fucking are. I don't like, think Vishal thinks that. I think Vishal um, – Reshma wants Vishal to behave like that. Yeah, Vishal yeah. is uncomfortable doing that because obviously he hasn't accomplished anything to feel that way. So <laughs> yeah. he sort of channels his mother and tries to do it and fails miserably. That's where the disconnect comes in. But I also feel like there is this underlying thing that is definitely in that generation that was the generation just before mine. Um, so if you think of me as Bali's generation, it's like <laughs> Bali's mom's generation. Yeah. The one where these women, there were women that were, it was the, it was the generation where women had started going into work mm -hmm. to work. And then it sort of came, you had the generation, the women that went and worked and created their business or worked and accomplished some. And then there were housewives and mm -hmm. these women that worked would always look down upon people the women that were at home mm. but I always feel like Reshma her entire um identity is her job there's yeah. you don't hear you don't see anything about her life with her husband there's no interaction there you don't see her walking around in the kitchen you see her in the office yeah right yeah you're right and mm -hmm. so her identity is that so Reshma is doesn't have anything in common in her mind with um with uh, Brian's mom. What's her name? Dharma. Dharma. They don't have much in common in her yeah. head yeah. to have a conversation. That's one of the reasons why Reshma is never. She doesn't come to many of these events with the women. She's like, and she, yeah. when she goes out, it's late in the night after work and she's meeting somebody at a restaurant. And it's not, um, she doesn't have a lot of these gatherings in her house. And when she does, it's very uncomfortable. She's not quite comfortable with all of that. So I don't think she has a lot in common with Dharma. And I think mm -hmm. Dharma can feel her looking down upon her. And that's something that Dharma is not speaking up on. Yeah. I feel like there's some tension beyond what happened at the wedding there. It yeah, has something I to do with their personalities where they don't, you know, Lopa is also a working woman, but I don't think Lopa makes Dharma feel bad about it. So I think it all also started because I don't believe that Dharma and Reshma have ever really been close friends. I think they've mm -hmm. just known each other and they've right. likely had to become better friends for the television show Correct. that yeah. their sons are on. Right. Like I understand why Reshma and Lavina have a friendship, probably yeah. because their boys were best friends growing Correct. up. So and they're both Sindhi. Yeah. There's a cultural connection there, all yeah. of that. But with Reshma and Dharma, I don't believe that they were really friends. And if you remember on season one, 
uh, Lopa sits with Brian's dad and mom mm-hmm. and starts to yes. talk shit about Vishal. And Re- right. and Dharma never goes and talks to Reshma about this. No. So that probably really bothered Reshma to the point where it really bothered her that Chitran didn't go and say something to Reshma, right? right? right. So Reshma is already coming into this, this show annoyed mm-hmm. with this woman and her family who she doesn't have any relation with, any connection with. Mm-hmm. Then you go into season two and here is Dharma, a woman she barely knows. Dharma becomes very good friends with Lopa. Mm-hmm. And Dharma decides to be the bridge between Lopa and Reshma. And she's mm-hmm. like, Reshma's a good person. Lopa's a good person. Why can't they be friends? Mm-hmm. And so Reshma doesn't like that also. Mm-hmm. So at this point now, for Reshma to say, I don't have a problem with you. I was just busy. Number one, she doesn't even say that herself. She sends her husband to say it. Right. Number two, she has already admitted to us multiple times on camera. Yeah, she cannot go back on that. She said that she deliberately ignored her. Exactly. She admitted to it. She has mentioned many times on camera that, oh, well, maybe it's because Dharma inserted herself in a situation with Lopa that was none of her business, right? Yeah. She, we already know that she feels that way. Now, at this point, what's annoying is she's not owning it, okay? R.I.P. Lisa Rinna no longer on but, uh, Beverly Hills, by the way. <laughs> I just said own it. I was like, wait a minute, Lisa Rinna died? No, 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 no. <laughs> R.I.P. her tenure on Beverly Hills, okay? The sorry. rats got her? What? <laughs> wait, side note. There's like a clip of Sutton. From mm-hmm. like he like he asked her like what do you think about Lisa Rinna leaving uh-huh. and Sutton goes well <laughs> she said Lisa Rinna likes to stir up her little Lisa Rinna soup and we all like to drink from it so I think we're all really gonna miss <laughs> drinking out of that Lisa Rinna soup. <laughs> Sutton has been weird for the past few days like on. <laughs> She's been doing these, like, Instagram things. <laughs> Seven is like, you know how uh, the Watch What Crappens boys follow Fleming? Caroline yeah, Fleming, yeah, because yeah, she's yeah. kind of kooky in her Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sutton is also very kooky in her Instagram. She did a whole, she's been doing this Instagram with this young guy. I don't know who he is, but she will turn on her live camera and she'll just move it around. No music, nothing you hear. And they're both smiling. They're not talking. <laughs> and then she'll just move it around and she'll show herself. She'll show her companion. They'll be in a car moving around and then she'll turn it up. And that's it. Like, at least put some music on top of it. Give us a context. What's happening? Nothing. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry, I got derailed. <laughs> she is so like me. I, this is why I don't do any Instagram lives because that's how I would behave. I would not know what to do. <laughs> Okay, let's go back to the family apartment. <laughs> so, yeah, she doesn't own it. And then she then she gets in Dharma's face. And then she's like, why aren't you letting me finish my thought? I'm like, what planet are you on? My God. And then she has the balls to go and tell her son that Dharma showed up at the party and was screaming at me. And then yeah. also at the same party where she's like, this is so, you know, we shouldn't be doing this here. She sits next to Bali's mom and calls Dharma a bitch. Bitch. But the what? Auntie, Auntie what? Nay, 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 nay. Esa niota. You do no. not call another woman, no. a grown woman, a bitch. Mm-hmm. A bitch? 
Yes. Oh, could you imagine your mom, my mom uh-huh. saying that word? No. 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 It's okay. My mom doesn't even call anybody a kutti, which is the yeah. Urdu word or Hindi word for bitch. Because it's it's like such a bad word. My mom my mom has hated a couple of people in her life, like hated, hated, and she's not called them names. Me, on the other hand, yes, I would call them right. names yeah. out to their faces. No, but yeah, that's recorded a different for two years. Yes. But that's not that's not that that auntie group. No. 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 But that's what I'm saying, that she is different and she's she has something going on that's uh, more than what um more than what uh she's saying is the problem. Uh, is the problem is it's not the wedding it's more than that she she did ignore her but that was for a reason what does dharma say something about reshma she says reshma is just a person who like something about her emotional connections with people like she's just says she's like cold like she's yeah. like, she says that she's cold and then reshma is like oh well i did say hi to you and you were cold and i'm like yeah that that didn't happen. You're just making stuff up. Yeah. And then she goes and tells Vishal that Dharma was shouting at her at Lavina's house. And then she Vishal goes like, and tells Richa. Yeah. And, and Richa's like, well, I don't want her to be yelling at you. And then Vishal in that conversation to Richa is like, I'm thinking to myself, because Richa says right away, well, what your what Dharma is saying is exactly what happened with my mom, right? And Vishal goes, yes. well, maybe she's trying to copy your mom. Are you trying to copy my new mom? Are you just trying to get attention? And then he's like, it's just bothering me that now my wedding isn't about me. And now it's about, um, you know, my mom. Like, this is really tainting my wedding. Fuck what, you. What wedding, wedding, by the way? What wedding? You're not even what married. Wedding? You haven't, you, there's no wedding. You haven't, you aren't married yet. You're co, you're homeowners, co-owners. That's it. Mm-hmm. You, I would call you roommates, except you put the house in her name. That's why I have to call her a co-owner. Doesn't Richa look like she fucking hates him? Like, she, yeah, I, there's something weird about them this this season. I mean, even last season, I thought I could see Richa loving him. I could see the some feelings. It feels in this season that Richa feels like she has worked herself into a corner with this engagement that happened on TV, and now it's hard for her to walk herself back. She's regretting it. She doesn't know how to walk away from it. So the way she's going to go about it is just delay doing the legal work and then try and find some other reason for why it didn't work out. And that way she can get out of it. There is a reason that they were going out for 10 years and they weren't married because... Richa, it's not just Vishal not wanting to be married. I no. think Richa doesn't like the concept of marriage. I think she doesn't like the concept of marriage. I agree with you completely. And I think that Vishal, if she, if she, I think she loves the fact that Vishal is a puppy dog who, mm-hmm. you know, worships her. Vishal, I, Vishal checks the box for if you want to. Cute, cute boyfriend who is a puppy dog who satisfies you, and you are, you just want somebody that maybe not even living in the same ta- same, uh, you know, city as you. So whenever you need one, you have one. Yeah, but I don't think that she is at all into him in any other way. Yeah, 
It's very strange. She's he's like even that scene where she he picks her up and brings her into their new house. She is visibly like pulling away from him. Yeah, he's like, "Can I kiss you now?" And she's like, "Oh God!" Like it's it's to the point where now it's been three seasons and I have not seen any real love between these no. people. No, no. Richard uh, treats him like he's a lovable brother that she cares for, and that's about it. <laughs> yeah. But like what what I was saying about Vishal earlier about like him being uh, uh, messy in the same way that like his mom is is because he says like oh well you know maybe they're just trying to they're they're just trying to take attention away from like our thing I think that what I what I also pulled from that conversation at the house when Reshma gets there is that Reshma I wouldn't be surprised if she was like you know what this you've forced me to be in a situation where now people are talking about me disrespectfully on camera in the mm-hmm. community and now you need to fight my battle like as much as like Dharma's in the car with Brian and she's like Brian please don't get involved mm-hmm. I don't want you to get involved just leave it don't say anything and Vishal and Reshma is like oh well you know he says he asked her do you want me to say anything and he, she's like no absolutely not but I don't fucking believe that like yeah. I don't believe that you lied to him and you told him that this woman was screaming at you when she wasn't and yeah. now you're saying that he's not supposed to say anything get the yeah. hell out of here yeah. like I feel like Reshma is putting Vishal in a situation where he has to act out in a, act up in a way to protect his family because mm-hmm. they're on camera yeah. Like it's just they're they're weirdos. The Parvanis are fucking weirdos, man. Yeah. Yeah. They're There's very something strange. weird about them. There is. Something that it's not weird as much as they're not saying. There's something going unsaid that needs to be said to make all of that make sense. Yeah. And we don't, don't know what that is. Exactly. And maybe it's as simple as they're not a family that should be on camera and all of yes. this is fake. Yes. That they are not comfortable being real on camera. Yeah. Also, Vishal complaining that somebody is taking attention away from the wedding. Number one, you're not married. Number two, you didn't. You were a drunk asshole at your wedding. Yeah. So there's a scene with Lavina and Nicholas. Yeah. Which you thought was very sweet. It made me sad. Yeah, it was sad. Uh, Lavina, as usual, is the sweetest thing ever. Um one of the things that I and she's like she she's so close to Nicholas she's always teasing him like she would tease her own child it is so awesome to see not just that but also Lavina and uh, her husband's relationship is so cute but one of the things that I wanted to talk about was that they keep talking about how this wedding is different because it's a gay wedding but they don't bring up that um the fact that Nicholas is Christian and white and she, he uh, and Amrit is not. And I wonder if that plays a role at all in the issues they're having with the with Nicholas's mm-hmm. parents or is that not as big an issue because it's a gay wedding? Yeah, I, I also I also was thinking that. Like him saying like my parents aren't aren't going to walk me down the aisle and they're not going to sit at the at the mundup. I was like mm-hmm. maybe they're not going to sit at the mundup because they are, you know, uh, probably more ups- also upset about the fact that he's not even a Christian man. Right. It's Hindu rights and it's Hindu, yeah. Yeah. you know, things. And maybe that's the other reason that they don't want to be up on the mandap. Yeah. And also I feel like to a lot of evangelical Christians, they do view Hinduism as like, a, you know, 
close to paganism probably. Yeah. So yeah. to them, they probably don't. I've had it people as a, refuse know. prashad, which is like the food that we prepare for a puja or prayer yeah. service. Yeah. I've had people refuse because they're Christian and they will not eat it. I mean, I'm not going to lie. When I was growing up, I was told that I was not allowed to eat it. Now I'm like, what is that? Sohan Halwa, let me eat that. <laughs> I know. I'm also, I don't know. I kind of feel sad for Nicholas too. Yeah. That like it's a full-blown Indian wedding. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. Yeah. Like what about why? Nicholas's culture? Yeah. What about his culture? And maybe Nicholas feels that way because he's like, my church denounced me. So I don't need my church it to be It could be involved. that Nicholas wants a proper Indian wedding. That's yes. the other thing. That Indian it's weddings proper. are such it's so exotic and fun that Nicholas might want that. Yeah. But um, at the same time, I hope they include his culture and his um, religion and heritage as well in the yeah. actual wedding ceremony. Hopefully. We'll see. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see. Okay. Let's take a break and then we'll be back to talk about the real housewives of Potomac go to the White Lotus. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we're back. Um, so on Real Houses of Potomac, I want to start off with what we t- saw first because I feel like this episode, Giselle has been so busy all season stirring shit up that apparently mm-hmm. she's got st- stuff going on. She's dating somebody and mm-hmm. there's stuff happening in her uterus. I know. Why isn't she telling us this? She's on the geriatric path to <laughs> path to geri- geriatric will. <laughs> with the hysterectomy. Like, what? I mean, and you can talk about this. I can talk bit. about it because I, I I got a hysterectomy very early. So I, I am a very early geriatric. <laughs> I just want to preface that because I feel yeah. like somebody's going to be like, she's saying people without uteruses are old. And you're As like, a I'm one. without a uterus, I can tell you. <laughs> It's kind of amazing, actually. <laughs> Do not worry about that. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I just I felt so bad for her because that's pretty serious. It is. That's a very big procedure, and she, <laughs> and, and and for her to like quickly dismiss that conversation and say, "But let me talk about Karen's show." What about <laughs> Karen's show? I'm like, oh my god, you are the one of the hardest working housewives there is. <laughs> She really is. I will say also that Karen um Giselle talking to Robin on the phone just felt like also a very real conversation mm-hmm. to me. Like even yeah. though it was probably partially producer in, yeah. in you know, uh in state like mm-hmm. informed. Yeah. Uh I'm sure a producer told her to have that conversation. It still just felt very natural to me for for you and your friends to go into something ridiculous a ridiculous event. Mm-hmm. And then call each other and be like, what the fuck was that that we were just at? <laughs> By the way, friends, <laughs> three weeks away, I will I be I know, it's sold out, too. And it's Carson <laughs> Kressley is going to be there. I know. I didn't know that. I would have bought the ticket, too. I know. <laughs> and now it's all wait. sold out. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. So um, we have that. And then Robin is prepping for a wedding that apparently on the show she's having in one month. Yeah. I don't believe it. I am what? trying to figure out if this happened, if this wedding happened at all. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm like and not I sure. I have not seen any evidence of it. 
it, that, that's the thing. Like not on the streets of not on the streets of Maryland. I haven't seen evidence of it, so no. I don't know if it's like such a well kept secret, and that's why because it was just her and the boys and one. Is that why I don't know about it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it's that's the reason why. Like I'm just I am genuinely I felt bad for that like the guy who came to like measure all the kids and he's like oh yeah you've only given me a one month deadline to get this done I'm like I hope he got paid like (laughs) he made all those suits for them he got a lot of advertisement he He got a lot of it Uh, but I also said I was so (laughs) I was laughing at Carter saying you're not getting married (laughs) yes even he's like (laughs) no no, <laughs> I don't think you're getting married. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I don't know. I mean, they had the Potomac reunion, right? Did they have yeah. it already? No, they are preparing for it. Oh, they're preparing or they're having for it now. Did right they now. Have it? He was asking for questions yesterday. Oh, he was. So, okay, yeah. yeah. Then it's coming up. So I guess yeah. at the reunion, we'll find out what the status is because Robin, obviously, there's all that stuff going on with Juan yeah. and yeah. the you know, the basketball player. What a horrible so. time to get married to a person <laughs> when he's going through all this legal shit. And you're like, oh, shit. All this time he was fine and I, I wasn't married to him. Now he's got this legal thing and now I have to be married to you. Robin has the worst luck. <laughs> she has the not? worst timing. You know? <laughs> Awful timing. All right. Um, then we have this trip to, I wrote trip to Miami. I don't know why. A trip to Mexico. Uh, it's Ashley's birthday trip co-hosted by Karen Huger. How much fun would it be if you were going on a trip and you got to co-host the trip with Karen Huger? I would have so much fun. She really I would be seventh heaven. She really tried with those little gift baggies. That was really oh, cute. Yeah. She's so cute. She is so Yeah. I want a gift bag from Karen Huger. What would Karen Huger give me? <laughs> I don't know. A lot of Ladam is a all lot. A lot of Ladam. Yes, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. She would give you something like a stethoscope because she would think that you're a real doctor. <laughs> like I, I wonder if Wendy's had like a stethoscope in it because they were like, I oh, she's what, a what she Wendy. gave Wendy. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, we have this hilarious trip to the airport on the flight and then off off the flight. And then all of their recollection of this Jacqueline versus Mia fight where <laughs> Giselle says, you can't take us anywhere. No. The plane, <laughs> the, the, the cartoons on the plane where they were sitting, <laughs> Cherie sitting between Jacqueline and Mia and Leonard turning both ways and drinking her uh, champagne <laughs> glass. It was just so funny. It was so good. <laughs> I just, (laughs) I just, I, 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 you know what I loved about this fight? I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit about Mm -hmm. Mia and Jacqueline. Okay. I don't care about them fighting. I actually think it's all uh, conspiracy theory. It's all produced. It's all fake. Yeah. I agree. But what I love is watching the ladies watch them. Because Mia is like whatever, and Jacqueline is literally a nobody. So watching them get to watch a fight is so enjoyable because usually what happens is you have two people fighting instigated Uh by somebody on the show, and then it's awkward because you're like, look at them enjoying somebody's misery. But when they're all on the same page enjoying the same misery, I loved it. (laughs) 
And it was almost like watching them watch another show. It yes. was like them watching. If they were sitting in with us as audiences and they were watching a Real Housewives show. Yes. They were like, they were the audience here. They weren't involved. They had no, they had no opinion. They had no, um, they had not, no skin in the game. None. It didn't matter if they took Mia's side or Jacqueline's side. It truly would not have mattered to them. So this was like them being purely entertained by all of the drama and watching a show. Yes. I wa- I loved watching Candace looking at like, what? What did I miss? I missed the last two seconds. Can we rewind? <laughs> yes. I loved it. And then Karen, as soon as Jacqueline gets up, Karen goes, I'm not going to be the one to get in the middle of this. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. And then they just table it to go and get blown on by like a shaman. And But when they're tabling it, it cuts to the scene of like Jacqueline like crying, right? Sitting there crying. Ashley is sitting next to her cracking up because Karen is like, ladies, ladies, we're going to table this and then we're going to go out on the beach for a special surprise. And Ashley's just listening to her cracking up. And I'm just like, this is the best show on earth. I know. They're all like, we don't know what's going on, but okay. <laughs> but like, at least it's not, it doesn't concern me. Everybody's relieved that it doesn't concern them. And they're just enjoying the whole thing. And the whole time when they're with the shaman, Jacqueline keeps crying. She's and really that's the only that. time I thought that maybe she's, she, I cannot. So there are two two things in my head. One part of my brain is saying, this is all set up by Mia because she's been pushing this storyline forever yeah. and she's been trying to bring Jacqueline on the show and she knew that there had to be something more for Jacqueline to stick with this show. So she had to create some more drama and the, the facts, uh, the little hints that she was throwing of threesomes, that wasn't enough. That yeah. wasn't enough to hold Jacqueline there. So she was going to create this drama with the fight and all of that. But on the other hand, watching Jacqueline cry so much, I'm thinking, well, Jacqueline cannot be that good of an actress. Yeah, yeah. So is this, maybe it is one-sided where Mia decided to bring the drama but did not read Jacqueline into that (laughs) plan. So now Jacqueline is truly shocked. (laughs) That could be the case. That could be the case. Also, um, Mia saying you need to close your legs to married men. Like, okay, thanks for proving that you are a Housewives fan. Yes. Number two, um, you just this season were talking about being in Miami fucking r- your gross husband who was very happily married to his ex-wife. Yeah. So what are you talking about? Exactly. You and Jacqueline were partying with Gordon on the beaches in Miami while he was having sex with you in public places. So what are you talking about? Yeah. Married men. Like, (laughs) what is that? And apparently, you know, the woman that she's talking about, the nanny Mm -hmm. that she's talking about, Jacqueline's sister, has been all over Instagram posting videos, Instagram and YouTube and Twitter about how Mia's a piece of shit. Oh, yes. I so, need to follow that woman. Yeah. But the other thing is, like, you you may be thankful to Jack. You keep saying Jacqueline's mother took you in. 
But then when it's Jacqueline's kids, you're like, it's your kid. Why the fuck do I care? And the way you are talking about Jacqueline's kids is really mean. You're like talking. It's almost like she's dismissing those children. She can say, I care about your children. I think you you should be taking more responsibility for them. Yeah, but she's almost putting down those kids in a very cruel way. I didn't. I thought that was weird that she would do that. Well, she was also doing it because apparently she said that Jacqueline said it t- it would take a village, mm-hmm. but you wouldn't know about that. And she's like, "That was a dig because I didn't have a village." And I'm like, "You did have a village because the yeah. village was Jacqueline's family. Exactly, they were the village that took you in. You fucking moron. Also, yeah. she doesn't know what opportunistic means. Mia drives me crazy. She's <laughs> the dumbest person on TV. I swear to God, I want, I want Mia and um and Teresa Judice to go against each other in like a game show, kind I of want like a- Whitney in there too. <gasps> Whitney too, like yeah. password or something like that. <laughs> I want, um, you know, the game concentration. You, Ooh, yeah, they would can do you them on Jeopardy. That would be too much. Jeopardy oh would God. be too much. It would but be maybe, nice. maybe password or maybe you know concentration. Yeah, yeah, just something simple. Simple. We're, you know what? Uh, Wheel of Fortune. Ah, oh, yes, they would do terribly. Oh, that would be awesome. You know, this week, um, Whitney said that she would go for a conjugal visit to Jennifer. <clears throat> I know. Yeah, she's an idiot. Anyway, um, obviously- What do you the- think she was trying to say, though? I think what? she just- I don't think she knew what a conjugal visit was. I think that's the problem. I think she thought a conjugal visit is just when you go and visit to, somebody to, pr- to visit somebody in prison, it's called a conjugal visit. <laughs> <laughs> Conjugal is something judicial. It's a judicial <laughs> legal term for a visit. It's one of the branches of government. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then the other fight we have that comes out of literally nowhere is Sharice versus Karen. I know whose side you're on. <sighs> yes. Are you taking the opposite side? Just for fun. <laughs> Just for fun. Okay, let me just play Shasha's advocate here. Okay, okay. Here's the party. We're not going to get paid. It's a a tough gang. (laughs) You have to sell a lot of champagne for her to be paying you. First of all, I you know what I noticed this week is that Sharice has her eyebrows that are sliding off her face microbladed on so somebody microbladed on a sad uh-huh. eyebrows onto uh-huh. face or her they were microbladed on when her eyebrows were up and perky when after a botox or something and oh, then they no. sort of settled down to that spot oh no like, i think she did it in the reverse order like what you do <laughs> to your eyebrow area oh my god you're right that's exactly what happened now, here's the thing. I get what Sharice is saying, which mm-hmm. is you, I, you've you never told me why you don't talk to me anymore. Mm-hmm. And what Karen is saying is I don't want to be the vehicle that gets you on this television show, so stop mm-hmm. using me. Yeah. But the way that Karen Huger channels her inner Will Smith, honestly, and <laughs> says, keep my mother's name out your motherfucking mouth. Yes. Out of nowhere. Yeah. I was like, huh? 
because because they it was like they were talking overlapping each other but basically Sharice was saying when I was going through my divorce you did not even come to me and talk to me and Karen, Karen was like but I texted you and that's all I was allowed that's all I was going to give you at that point yeah. but Sharice is like but when your mother died I showed up and that's when Karen gets worked up because she's like you showed up because you wanted to get back into the group and you were using my mother's funeral to do so not because you cared about my mother yeah and so you're using me to get back my mother's my sadness and what I was going through you were trying to use that to get buddy buddy with everybody and trying to I I wonder if there were producers and people from Bravo at Karen's mother's funeral and Sheree showed up to kiss ass and try to get back on the show it's very much possible. I think I think Giselle and Robin's whole thing of being like, why won't Karen talk to Sharice? I'm like, that's stupid because you guys don't like Wendy. So like yeah. everybody's allowed to not like certain people. But I get what Giselle is saying, which is Sharice is friends with every single person at that table. She's mm-hmm. friends with every single person except for Mia, basically, Yeah, at that table. There is no reason why – Sharice shouldn't be on the show, but I think what they're ignoring is that Sharice is boring. (laughs) (laughs) Sharice doesn't have much to, I mean, I I love, actually, I'm loving Sharice as a friend of. Yeah. I think that's a great role for Sharice. I think she's, that's a perfect place for her to be where she just comes to annoy people and then makes her quips and leaves. And she's the neutral party that maybe more people can get along with and she can host certain dinners that other people cannot and try and get these people together. So I think Charisse has a role as a friend off. I don't think she's, she has enough material in her life for us to follow her on her role, you know, on her hoverboard in her house. (laughs) Yeah. And seriously, I mean, she, she had a chance. She didn't have anything to show us. I know we did have the awkward birthday party that her, for her daughter were like that's her true. husband showed up and it was very yeah, that's true. But again, it was a lot of things that people weren't willing to talk about. So I yeah. feel like because you're not allowed to talk about certain stuff, you're limited on what you can show. You know, Sharice is a little bit like Sheree from Sheree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From, yeah. um, from Atlanta where I feel mm-hmm. like she has like Sheree doesn't have a lot going on, but she somehow makes it because she has like good confessional work and she, she activates when Sheree had a whole storyline. You're right. With the prison break and all that. With the prison bay. Yeah. Not the prison break. <laughs> break. But the prison bay. You're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. But before that, I mean, she never really had like a ton going on, you know, but no. she would get activated and she would pop off. Yeah. So I feel yeah. like I don't know. I feel like I feel like Shasha. <laughs> I feel like yeah, it's, it, it, I feel bad for Shasha because everybody's like, yeah, Shasha would, should totally be a part of this group. But, like, these girls are just not telling everybody that – telling her, yeah. like, maybe you're not on the show because you're not <laughs> that yeah. compelling. Yeah. One part that did make me laugh is during – And the only show. reason Giselle and uh, Robin are liking Sherry's and hanging out with her is because it irritates um, Karen. Not because Sherry's herself is interesting. That's not the reason. I lost you. Oh, oh no. I was saying that the only reason Robin and Giselle are hanging out with Cherise is because are you there? Yeah. Lo- yeah, you lost. I lost you for a second. You were saying the only reason why Robin and Giselle like Cherise. Cherise is because um, 
because she irritates Karen. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise they don't have any interest in Charisse either. There's nothing interesting about Charisse. One thing that Charisse did that really made me laugh was when Jacqueline and Mia are fighting and Jacqueline stands up and she goes, I would never sleep with your husband. Charisse goes, okay, but nobody said that you would sleep with her husband. Charisse goes, no one said that. No one said that. Yeah, that came out of nowhere, right? Didn't that come out of nowhere? Like Jack, what what Mia was saying wasn't that at all. And then all of a sudden, Jacqueline got up and said those words. And it didn't seem to follow from something that Mia said. So that was one of the reasons I thought this was all pretend. Because there's no reason to bring that up. I think that Jacqueline was brought on the show by Mia to push this narrative that they do fuck around. Mm -hmm. Jacqueline probably said let's uh or mia probably said let's do that let's let's Mm -hmm. pretend like you know you fuck gordon sometimes Mm -hmm. right and then now when she says that thing about close your legs to married men Mm -hmm. jacqueline got triggered to being like you're not gonna have me come on the show and act like your mistress Mm -hmm. yeah maybe but also again these people are not smart so they're not smart and i think mia is a terrible terrible human horrible horrible I'm happy that she's lost the keys to her castle. I'm happy about that. <laughs> That's going to be interesting next the next season. Yeah, yeah. But um, not I'm so happy much that- the CEO now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look at the CEO. Look at the Look CEO. At the CEO. <laughs> um. Anyway, I love still a episode. professor, not <laughs> not a CEO anymore. <laughs> That's true. Um, I love this episode of White Lotus. I can't wait to see what happens next week. They're really using the White Lotus edits, are they not? Were they? I haven't watched after the. I haven't watched White Lotus. I watched the first two episodes and I got a little bored and I didn't oh watch God. the rest of it. I heard yeah. the second season is better. This, yeah, but the Just first season, the first two episodes, I got a little. Uh, I got distracted by other shows. No, you could go over to the second season. But the way that it's edited with all of the cutaways to the beach and the crocodile and all that stuff in the music. That was such good uh, filmography, wasn't was it? it? I don't know. What? <laughs> I thought it was the best that any vacation has been. Like they had the right, they had a different kind of music well, going again, on. Oh, that was the way it lost its music. Okay, I got it. But then there was like the crocodile coming through, the sand, you know. They were, the shaman music was different. It was all so fun. It was ridiculous. I love it. Yeah. I love them so much. Um, all right. Well, that's it for this episode. I'll be back later this week to talk about Miami and Salt Lake City with Brett of Bravo by Brett. And uh, my brother Hill and I will be talking about the menu, which talk is about, on talk about Yeah. Talk about Lisa Rinna with your brother. What does he think? Okay. He's not going to have any opinions on <laughs> <laughs> Let's not be ridiculous. But did you see? The, uh, did you see that? Uh, was that a rumor or real that Nicola Sheridan is joining? That would be awesome. Oh, girl, I don't know. Yeah. I can't get Beverly Hills. This is when they start in the new year. They start filling yeah. you up with a bunch of rumors. The show mm-hmm. will come out in six months, and then we'll be disappointed about three weeks in, and we'll be like, "Why is this show still on?" TV? Yes, yes. So it has happened every single year. We fall for it. I've not found a year. I haven't found Beverly Hills to be interesting for so many years, but we still watch it. We still watch it. All right. uh, I will be back and I'll talk to you then. Bye bye. Bye.